0: So, this podcast addresses when a disclaimer or renunciation may be an effective estate planning tool to be used after someone passes away. Okay, so everybody, I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney helping people all over South Louisiana get their legal affairs in order. And this doesn't come up much, um, but when it does, it can be really effective. Sometimes, believe it or not, it it makes sense for someone who's entitled to receive an inheritance to think to themselves and do the necessary documentation so that they actively uh, refuse the inheritance because the consequences of refusing it may be better either to them or to their loved ones than actually accepting the inheritance. So let me give you a couple of, exa- of examples. Let's say dad passes away and dad is leaving some assets to mom. And mom says you know, after dad dies, mom says, "You know what? I don't I don't really want or need these assets. I'm just going to renounce it." Disclaim it. We'll talk about those terms in a minute and let those assets go on down to our children or dad's children, which let's say in this case is their children. And so effectively um, doing a disclaimer or renunciation keeps those assets from going to mom and then having mom deal with the donating and the federal gift tax, annual exclusion limitations, she can just, uh, disclaim or renounce that, uh, property or amount or whatever it was that she was supposed to receive from dad and let it go directly to the children. So that's one example of when a disclaimer or renunciation could be used or mom may pass away, may pass away. And, you know, she leaves everything to, let's say it, say her two children. And one of the children says, "You know what? I don't. I don't need um, what mom is leaving me. I'd like to see my children have it." So then, perhaps the child uh, goes through the process of disclaiming or renouncing uh, the inheritance that he would otherwise be entitled to from mom, letting those assets go directly from mom to the child's children again without having to pass through the child's estate without the child having to accept it and then slowly give it to the children the child's children pursuant to the federal gift tax limitations. so we see that sometimes sometimes we see that someone is a beneficiary of a traditional ira or a 401k and there's Income tax consequences to being the beneficiary of an IRA. Maybe it's the surviving spouse that's the beneficiary. Maybe it's a child that's the beneficiary. Maybe it's someone who's unrelated, and they, in the process of you know determining the consequences of being a beneficiary of a traditional IRA, they say to, them, to themselves, you know what, um, the a lot more tax can be deferred. Uh, And there can be a lot more growth in this IRA if I disclaim the IRA and allow uh, the portion of the IRA that I was entitled to to pass on to the secondary or contingent beneficiary. So, again, there's a lot of tricky rules with distributions from inherited IRAs, Um, generally speaking, the younger the beneficiary, the less tax that needs to be paid. Um, So sometimes um, either a surviving spouse or a child of an IRA owner will disclaim their portion of the IRA. And uh, then, you know, those contingent beneficiaries would be the ones that would be entitled to that portion of the IRA. So, those are a few of the examples. There's some really particular rules on how you do this. Clearly, what you can't do is accept an inheritance and then make the decision, I'm going to disclaim it, I'm going to renounce it, and, and pass it on down to, to others. Can't do that. So, you've heard me say... Uh, both the term disclaimer and the term renunciation. Let me get that out of the way. First of all, A uh, the disclaimer is really a, a federal term, really a federal tax term. And we used to use it a lot more because there would be some pretty significant estate tax savings when someone disclaimed an inheritance and, and allowed it, to, to go to others um, because it would prevent the assets from being added to the disclaimant's estate. Um, but nonetheless, if someone's disclaiming for tax purposes, um, there are some rules that have to be followed. It has to be in writing. It has to be done within nine months of the death of the person who passed away. And like I said a moment ago, the person who's disclaiming can't accept any of the benefits of that property that they'd, you know, otherwise be entitled to. Some people, I've seen it here in, in Louisiana and even seen some some maybe inappropriate advice. Um, some people want to refuse their inheritance, but they, they want to say the, the refuser or the person who's renouncing wants to say who gets it. So there has been terms used in the past in Louisiana where people have attempted to renounce in favor of. They're saying, I don't want it, but I want my share to go to so-and-so. Well, you you can't do that and get those tax benefits that come from renouncing. If, if you renounce it in favor of someone, it's considered as if you've accepted it and then donated it to them. What's the which defeats the whole purpose of doing a disclaimer. So the renunciation is always done as, as part of getting the Louisiana succession or probate, whatever you want to call it, or it's always part of the trust administration. When someone's leaving us, that's to others through a trust. It's always done as part of that can't be done after the fact. And finally, note that at least here in Louisiana, you can't get out of paying your debts or even paying for the nursing home by refusing an inheritance. We have a a particular rule in Louisiana that says a, a creditor of a successor, a creditor of someone who's entitled to inherit, may accept the succession rights in the successor's name if the successor has renounced them in whole or in part to the prejudice of his creditor's rights. So uh, if I owed a million dollars to somebody and and I was left a million dollars by someone else, um, I can't say, well, I'm going to renounce my million-dollar inheritance, let it go on down to the, the people who w- uh, would have uh, inherited, had I predeceased the person who died, um, my creditors can come in and um, accept that 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 those succession rights to the million dollars if I had renounced them. So, out of luck there. And another issue that comes up, you know, fairly frequently is the issue about renouncing and nursing home care. So, um, you know, let me give you an example, you know, uh, dad dies and it's determined that by the family that, you know, mom's got to go into a nursing home. She can't live by herself and dad left mom assets. He may have left her an IRA. He may have left her money. He may have left her property. And so maybe the family is thinking, well, let's have mom renounce, let all of dad's assets go to perhaps their children and those assets would then be protected and not have to be depleted due to mom's you know nursing home care expenses well that that doesn't work because again in our louisiana medicaid law it's really clear that the countable assets of a person who is applying for medicaid in the nursing home Includes assets that they would have been entitled to um, had they, you know, not taken action to avoid receiving the assets, and it even specifically says in the Louisiana Medicaid manual one example which would um, assets would be required to be included is specifically waiving the right to receive an inheritance. So our Medicaid rules, in effect, say if someone's entitled to inherit inherit it and Medicaid's rule says waive it, I call it renounce it, you could also call it disclaim it, then really for Medicaid purposes it's determined that they received it and then they gave it away and that triggers all of those uh, penalty periods, the five years waiting period look back period, all of those things. So simply refusing an inheritance is typically not um, uh, an effective Medicaid planning tool. That's why uh, we often encourage people don't ever leave assets to someone who may may need to, to apply for and be eligible for Medicaid. So just one more side note on that. Kind of traditional will planning amongst married couples is what is commonly referred to around the country as an I love you will. Dad writes a will. Of course, he wants to leave everything to mom. And then, you know, the wills are set up so that after the surviving spouse dies, it goes to the children. But real important to that couple that they leave everything to each other. They work for it together. That's the worst case scenario for potential Medicaid eligibility because when dad dies lumping everything into mom's name or in mom's estate, she'll have to, she'll have to deplete it all prior to any kind of Medicaid eligibility in a nursing home. So if dad would have left it in, in almost any other scenario other than to mom, either in a particular type of trust or to the kids, or some of the other options that would have been available to dad, then those assets of dads would not have had to have been consumed due to mom's nursing homestay. So that's a whole other issue there. So point here was, and you got to know about this stuff ahead of time, you know, it. it um, this is really the only area in estate planning where you can some sort of uh, change the rules after somebody passes away by taking advantage of disclaimers and renunciations. And if you're really on top of your game, you're on top of it in the, you know, as you're creating your estate planning program. If you foresee the uh, possibility that someone may want to disclaim or renounce, then in that estate planning program and in the customized legal documents, you'll want to make specific provisions for what happens to your estate or that part of your estate should someone uh, renounce or disclaim their inheritance because you go back to those um, governing documents to determine who gets the renounced or disclaimed assets should someone renounce or disclaim assets. So hope that helps. Um make sure you get things in order ahead of time. It's, um, uh, I've seen too many circumstances lately where families are getting torn apart because issues were either ignored or not addressed the right way. Um, little bit of prevention can, can really help, um, family relationships and, uh, over the long haul. So I'm Paul Rabelais. Y'all go out and take, uh, uh Take care. Um, Make sure you leave that legacy the right way. Y'all have a great day. See ya.